Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. So that's another thing. Like when you buy through these turnkey providers, you got to be careful of sometimes the fine print that they're going to be, they get like first crack at selling your property so they can pick up the easy three to 6% commission. Oh, okay. So, so make, okay. before you start talking to other people, figure out if they got you with that. Okay. Typically those property managers are like the crappiest retail brokers who don't want to use them, but you may be stuck with them. Okay. Yeah. And that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I have my meeting tomorrow, so that's good advice. Yeah. If you have a good relationship with your property manager, you can probably have them waive that because they get it. And especially if you refer them business, sure, they want you to be happy. But I would say that's how the property management companies actually make their money. It's a total grind managing these properties from you. Like, you don't yeah. pay them enough, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eight, eight to 10%. Uh, you're talking like $100 per door. So. Yeah. For these yeah, they, it's a tough job. Difficult tenants, too. So what happened with me, I don't know what's going to happen with you. Is I, so I did that, and seven of my rentals sold in the first year. I think that's like 2017. So tax-wise, I had like a quarter million dollars of capital gains. But okay. I had invested in syndication deals prior to, which that's how I had all the passive losses to offset those capital gains. So people are listening to this. I don't know why the heck you would ever want to do a 1031 exchange unless you're like your capital gains is like over two to three million dollars. That's really the only reason why. I don't know why anybody, I know why they promote it so much to think the 1031 custodians can make a thousand bucks or whatever, but like it's a really bad strategy if you're investing in syndications deals and you're, you're, you're smart about how you manage your passive activity losses. I guess, Jackson, did you see, did you check up your 8582 form prior to this? I have about 40,000 of passive activity. And then just this year alone, I know I can probably, it's probably going to be a hundred grand that I can unlock. That's just, just sitting there for right now. Okay. From like your, on your 2021 K ones then. Yeah. And then not even including it. What did you do in 2022 syndication wise? 2022, I joined three syndication. One of them was with you, the sanctuary on Broadway, but in. 50,000 into there and some storage units and another multifamily apartment. Okay. And they're all about 50,000 each. Okay. You had prior to this year, you had 140 grand of passive losses. You invested another 150 in 2022. Let's just call it 250. I think is yeah. what you should have. You should easily be able to easily absorb three or four of these sales. Okay. But any questions on that? How that kind of works no and then if i was to sell it i could reinvest that into another syndication and that will also provide more. more yeah more this, depreciation okay okay yeah. yeah i figured so and it, it's the concept is you're in an airplane and the nose is going up but like just gotta make sure you don't have no passive activity losses because after a while the people who are in dozens of deals they start to get three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars of passive losses and it becomes this kind of backroom joking area where everybody hasn't paid taxes in like half a <laughs> half a decade or more. Uh-huh. And now you see why, because you keep right. you keep loading and getting more passive activity losses. And I'm sure at some point you pay the piper, but the whole point is delaying the tax bill for long periods of time. Over mm-hmm. a decade I think would be pretty easy. But but e- even if so let's just say 
one worst case scenario is you put it on the website and you just get, you're like, crap, I put it for too low and eight of them sell, right? Oh. $350,000 of capital gains, depreciation capture. Your income isn't that high and that's, I guess it's a bad thing, but a good thing is if your income right now is 200, you could take a hundred grand additional capital gains in 2022, 2023, and you wouldn't really jump up too much. It's not the end of the world. And I say that because a lot of investors get so freaked out about, if I don't have any passive losses, the world is going to end. No, your AGI will just go up a little bit more. And in your case, you're around 200 and it'll go to 250. Still no big deal. You got to take it on the chin and move on. And just pay the taxes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay. not that much taxes, but yes. Yeah, so and it, it, I think if you do it like that, it'll naturally like you'll exit out these things, and that way you're not gonna have you'll be flush with all this money to quickly invest. And who knows? This year is already looking like it's gonna be a slow year for deals, right? I'm sure you knows what 2023 yep. is. I don't know if you can adequately. There's always deals out there, right? If you're well networked, there's always deals out there. I don't think that's gonna be a problem, but you don't. I'm sure like a guy like your, yourself, you don't want to hold too much cash, like a quarter million thousand dollars of money is burning a hole in your pocket. You, frugal guy like yourself may actually spend it on something stupid. Yeah. Like, a Tesla. I've been looking at a Tesla. Yeah. Or a lot of Tesla whistles. But, but yeah, that's the nice thing about doing it like this. Cause they random, randomly, it'll just sell at nice okay. intervals, I guess. But yeah, I so I sold my I sold seven of mines in 2017, and then two of them, two or three of them the next year, and then and then one a year after something like that. That's how it happened for me. Oh. The problem with those kinds of websites is it's like a bidding system, and you always get these stupid lowball offers that just totally waste your time. That's the frustrating thing about it. But and you're gonna get a lot of that because you're not a motivated seller, right? Too. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they still, these properties are still cash flowing and I'm not in, in any hurry at this point. One of the things that's like keeping me wanting to keep the properties is that I'm raising rents like 20% on all of them. So the cash flow just multiplied naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Someone like you, I can tell this to most people put your earmuffs on. Yeah, we call this simple passive cash flows and cash flow is great, but cash flow never created legacy wealth. It's you selling these properties for 35 grand, more profit than you thought. How much months of extra $300 a month is that? Let me do the math. Extra $3,000, that's $3,000 a year divided by 35,000, or no, 35,000 divided by... If one of these properties sold for $35,000 more than you thought it was, years of extra $3,000 a month, that is, that's 11, 12 years. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Like, who cares about cash flow? Again, other people listening, forget I said that. You're seeing <laughs> what I'm saying, right? Yes, yeah, sir. Uh-huh. And this is, I think, what separates passive investors who work their day jobs from business owners, right, who sell their businesses for four, five, $10 million wax. Like that, that's what separates people who are in first class or eventually fly first class all the time, like yourself to people who buy out the plane. That's the difference, but let's get you to 10, $20,000 of passive income first. But that to point what it is like, that's the sign of what 
is really legacy wealth is like the big wax of cash. Like the syndication deal, you put a hundred grand in, you maybe get this 60 grand, hundred grand back at certain increments. That's the big whack of cash. And after a while, maybe you're seeing this extra $2,000 every quarter. That's not changing your life one bit. Even $2,000 a month, that doesn't change your life one bit. No, I'm still working. So yeah, you're right. It doesn't, it's not a game changer. Yeah. So same thought process like i get when we use that to trick you to buy the rental properties initially but don't let yeah your rents are going up incrementally then therefore your net operating income should be going up but that's on how these assets are traded and that's mm -hmm. the good thing about selling these properties on an unsophisticated investor base they're idiots so they'll buy on forward rents so you're going to be the beneficiary of that unsophisticated buyer Lane is not a lawyer, CPA, but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties. Learn more about the secrets of the wealthy. Join our community at thewealthelevator.com slash club. And if you're looking for a longer form podcast, also subscribe to the Wealth Elevator podcast.